Because we're not just in a little bubble alone. We interact with the world all the time. Exactly. So we've, yeah. got, we've got major brokers and banks sure. coming in here all the time. And yeah. as you know, I've just had lunch with a very right. senior person at one of the biggest banks in sure. the world. And, and um, everybody feels a difference here. Yeah. Yeah, they can't um, put their finger on it. They can't put their finger on it, but yeah. they feel the difference. And yeah. it gives us, a, you know, it was interesting. This guy, you know, where there was a noise going on in the conference next door, and he said, what's that? And I was able to say, that's a public reading of Scripture. He yeah. said, what's that? And I was able to tell him, you know. Sure. Uh, we There's a whole group of people listening to God's Word right in the middle of the office in the middle of the uh, lunchtime. Welcome to Passion and Purpose, a podcast with Jimmy Cyber and the Antioch Movement. Whether this is your first time with us or you've been with us for a while now, our desire is that by the end of our time together, you can say that you've fallen more in love with Jesus and have a greater passion for Him and His purposes in the earth. Thanks so much for joining us. We hope that you enjoy today's episode. Well, hey everybody, Passion and Purpose here today. This is Jimmy, and you know I get the privilege so many times of meeting incredible people who are um, following Jesus, partnering with Jesus in ways that really are that Ephesians 3, above and beyond all we could ask or think. And I have the privilege today of spending a few minutes with Andy Mills, and Andy is co-CEO of Arkegos Capital, but more than anything, he has really forged uh, both theologically and practically uh, kind of a construct for us around faith and work. And they're living that out in their own work, life, and family. And uh, Andy, thanks so much for spending a little time oh, it's together. Great to, great, yeah. great to be here. Thanks. So we just had a little time yesterday, and you kind of gave me your passion in about five minutes, you know, <laughs> of, of how you got into this, what your heart is about that. and. You know, of course, for our listeners, you, what are you asking us to respond to? Like, biblically, what do you see and what, what would you like us to do? Well, I, you know, for me, uh, I became a Christian while I was a CEO. Mm. And I think the question that God asked me was, what difference is that going to make? Right. And that's a very fundamental question that we all need to ask Absolutely. ourselves. And uh, I didn't find a lot of very satisfactory answers in books or by talking to people. And so I, I spent my time going through God's Word, mm-hmm. just asking a question, what is, this, what is the Bible telling me about how, mm-hmm. I should, uh, how I should live my life in the workplace? And I, I just found so much about work in the workplace and... Uh, it's really changed the way I've been able to work and uh, the results I think have been remarkable and and God is to be given all the glory for that. But I also then observed that 70% of the people in the workforce, this is the latest, you know, statistic, you know, really dislike their workplace. And as I talk to Christians, I find it's kind of the same. And Mm. there's a question of why are we working and does God really want me to do this? And more than that, you find Christians sort of saying, well, you know, maybe I'll work until I've made enough money so that I can retire and then I can do God's work, right? Right, And and I'll I'll just change my focus and I'll become a missionary or do something like that. You know, and and if you think about it that way, that sort of really makes work just a sort of a utilitarian activity, right? right. You come to work, you make some money, right. or you, or it's idolatrous. You you come to work to define who you are. Right. You know, look at me, I'm a CEO. Look at me, I'm this. Sure. Look how much money I've got. Whatever, right? right. And and we know that both both of those ends of the spectrum, utilitarian right. or idolatrous, are 
are, you know, not a place that will be satisfying for a long period of time. So we're really trying to challenge Christians through, uh, you know, this, what is called this faith work movement. Right. We're really trying to challenge Christians to begin to think about what is work, mm-hmm. you know, the theology of work, if you will. Sounds mm-hmm. fancy, but sure. you know, what does God intend with work? And how then will that inform our behavior and what we do? And, and we really want to start by asking the question, why do we work? Okay. Before we ask the question, how do we work? Because if you don't know why you're working, then how is kind of less relevant. Right. And, and, and so as you and I were talking yeah. yesterday, um, you know, I go all the way back to Genesis as a way to, to think about this. And I commend our listeners here, Genesis 1, but 2 in particular, chapter 2 yeah. in particular. And, you know, it's very interesting that uh, God had formed the world in chapter 2, verse 5, but you see that God's creation was unproductive. Now, we mm-hmm. know later on that all of the things that we're going to need, materials, minerals, right. Right. you know, it talks about gold and beryllium mm-hmm. and all these other, mm-hmm. you know, onyx, etc. They were all there. Right. Um, but, the, but God's creation was unproductive, and it gives two reasons that it was unproductive. First was there was no man to work it, and secondly, you know, there was no water. Right. Actually, the other way around. But sure. he solves that problem in 2.6 by bringing water. Right. And he solves the problem of man in 2.7 by forming Adam out of the dust. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting when you think about that, that God had this creation. And he's moving creation, if you think about it, from the perfect garden to the perfect and very complex city when you right. get to Revelation 21 and 22, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And so the, the, there's a sense that God's creation is continuing to be built and and yet, how does that happen? It happens, and, and in God's, you know, great wisdom, he's decided to do it through us. Right. Right? It's, which, which is amazing. Which is amazing. Mm-hmm. That of all the ways he could have done it, right. he's chosen these pathetic vessels mm-hmm. to be the means of taking his creation, which he loves, right? right. And expresses yes. how much he loves it. Right. Uh, and to tend and to work and to develop and to create in this creation so that we can see his, his, the continuation of his creation, so that we can be uh, you know, developing and working with the flourishing of humankind. Because if we don't work, humankind does not flourish. Right. Yeah. And so you know, the idea that we go to work just to work, or just to make money, or just mm-hmm. to you know, uh, satisfy our ego, or you know, for whatever reason that we have, mostly idolatrous sure. reasons, yeah you know, really misses the whole point of the calling of work. So let, so let me just ask you, so obviously you're in the finance world, so you get up in the morning and you've got a theology of work, you understand God's called you to this, so what is that, what, is the, what are the thought processes, what's your heart as you kind of go into your day, and what, at the end of the day, it makes you think, hey, I did God's will today. Yeah, well, I, I think there are two areas that I think about principally. Firstly, I think about the product of my work right? Okay. and having an excellent product. Right. So in the investment world, and I know a lot of people, uh, a lot of people in the Christian world in particular kind of look at the investing world and say, well, that's kind of, you know, that's a bad end of uh, people shouldn't be there. But, you know, when unless you think, they need your help. Yeah, unless right. you, exactly, exactly. Right. And then we're probably charging too much interest. <laughs> yeah. but, um, but when you think about it, 
finance is nothing more than the use of money for people who have excess to provide to people who have need right. so that they can yeah. then create the productive it's the economy right, right? so yeah. they can then produ- create productive products and services so they can build businesses so they can provide, provide employment so they can provide you know uh, employment money and wages and etc sure. and products and give I mean, look I personally have two titanium hips Right. As I sit here with you, wow! It completely transformed my life. I mm-hmm. could hardly walk, and now I'm right. walking freely. Wow. You know, I I thank God for the men and women who spent time thinking about anatomy, who think right. about metallurgy, who think about plastics technology. The surgeons who learned how to cut open the, the body, like financed mine. it in order to the, get it to market. The churches, yeah. the financed it. I mean, yeah. the, the hospitals, the financed, etc. I mean, that's the product. So yeah. I think all the time about the product. And okay. for, for me, it's investing in great companies right. that are helping move of humankind forward. You know, right. I spend a lot of time in Africa, right. and I see the impact of technology in Africa, lifting mm. people out of poverty, right. giving them ways to communicate, giving mm. them healthcare benefits they've never had before, right. machinery that allows them to do things they've never had before. Right. You know, that, that's the, you know, work is the thing that drives forward. Uh, people out of poverty and, and in the economies. So that's the first thing I think okay. about. I think about that. Okay. The second thing I think about is the environment that I create here. Mm. Because... In um, your office, in, in your workplace. In, in our right? workplace. Yeah. And I'm sorry, yeah, like, yeah. People can't see what I'm doing here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I'm uh, in, in my office here uh, with my company, with my people. Because these, this is the place that God has put me. Right. In, in all of his creation, this is the place he's picked to put me. Right. And so I have a responsibility here. There's a, a Greek word that you and I were talking about yesterday, yeah. economon, right. meaning yeah. uh, you know, the master or the steward or the, the entrusted one, if you will. Right. And, and I really feel that God has entrusted me not only with this physical plant and environment, but with the people that are here. Right. And so I need to think about how do I steward and lead these people? How mm. do I grow these people? How do we create a, an environment that is creative, that allows collaboration to take place, that allows ideas? Because we're in a business, right. we're in an intellectual property business. Someone Absolutely. has an idea here about an investment, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe they only have one idea a year. Right. It, it can be worth everything. Absolutely. Right? And yeah. so how do I create an environment in which people want to work together and sit with each other and collaborate and not try right. to you know, take from each other or not try to take credit when they shouldn't sure. do or not worry about how much they're getting paid versus somebody else is getting sure. paid. So that's really what I create here by creating a very clear mission and culture and value statements. Yeah. And then we live by those. We hire sure. to it. We evaluate based on it. We compensate based on it. And yeah. so there's a... There's that internal consistency and alignment that runs through all of this that's so necessary. And, and frankly, if you ask me, the thing that I love best is I love seeing how our people are growing. Yeah. That to, that to, I mean, I'm in my late 60s now. Sure. So seeing other people thrive and mm. grow mm-hmm. you know, is so exciting. And knowing that they are taking out of this experience mm-hmm. what they will want to take into their next experience. Exactly. I mean, that's a multiplication capability that's so important. Yeah, and, and I just want to say uh, amen to that, just being with you guys the last couple of days. Your, your people, from the people who greet you, to your analysts, to the top-level executives, everybody's honoring God, loving people, and, and doing work uh, wholeheartedly. 
so let me, yesterday we talked a little bit about a story because I asked you, hey, what are you particularly proud of? In the right sense of proud, as a father to his sons, basically, what are you proud of here at the company? You gave a couple stories. Do you have a story of somebody that, that was helped you know, along the way that you thought, this is that? Um, yeah, I have to be a little careful. Sure, of course. Because I, you know, I don't want to uh, uh, break uh, confidentiality. confidentiality. Yeah, so one of the stories I told sure. you yesterday, I, I don't think I, I should share. But okay. you know, I, I think I would just um, uh, I would just point to the fact that we do something here called the public reading of scripture. You've just yeah. experienced yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. The public reading Amazing. of scripture is where we get together in a <clears throat> large conference room. We play scripture uh, on an audio file. In, in your office. In our office. Yeah. And we open, we provide everybody with a Bible. You've got yeah. one right there. Yep. And people read the Bible and they listen to it. And we'll, mm-hmm. we'll sit and listen for about 45 minutes. Yep. Uh, we also do things called what we call a Just Show Up Book Club, where we will take a book that we want to read. It could be mm-hmm. a book on, you know, it could be a, a John Stott book or it could be a Tim Keller book or whatever mm-hmm. it might be. Or it could be a book on investing. Right. Or a book on, we did, for example, Grant, the book on sure. you know, Ulysses S. Grant. Yeah, right. we, we didn't get through all of it because it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a tome. But we took a few <laughs> sure, chapters. Sure. And, and what we do is we, we sit together and we listen and then we, we, we just discuss. And, and we, the way we talk about it, I think, cements the ideas that we've been having, particularly mm-hmm. around the Bible, because the Holy Spirit has kind of pointed some passages or a concept to sure. us. And if you have 40 people in a room, it's probably 40 different concepts, right? Mm-hmm. But talking about it a little bit helps people just cement that idea. Mm-hmm. And one of the things we're seeing is, you know, not everybody here is a Christian in, right. our, in our management. Firm. Sure, sure. Um, but we see more and more people beginning to come across and, yeah. and sit and want to sit in and ask questions. Mm-hmm. And so it's a wonderful form of evangelism because that's part of people growing. I think the other thing... We have a large foundation that's here, the Grace and Mercy Foundation, that, that shares the same space with us. So sure. we have our, you know, the, we have the, the, the financial uh, market side on one side, and we have the philanthropic side on the other. And I think the interaction of those two is very important because we're always talking about who we're making grants to, we're having grantees come in, mm-hmm. we're seeing the underprivileged and how does that work out in people's mm-hmm. lives. And so I think one of the things you're seeing in people's lives here is an early awakening around generosity yeah, and around absolutely. you know understanding that we're privileged to do what we're doing here mm-hmm. in New York City. That we, you know, we do get compensated very well, sure. but there's a responsibility that comes with that. And how do you begin to think about that? And when you can see 25-year-old and 35-year-olds beginning to really open up about that, mm. uh, you know, that's part of development. That's part of creating yeah. a really a rounded, whether they're a disciple of Christ or somebody who's still seeking and moving mm-hmm. along. Uh, getting them to a better place. Well, just to encourage you, I just had a little conversation in the lunchroom with somebody who had come to the Lord and was very influenced by the public reading of Scripture, mm. being involved here. They're a consultant to you guys, and right. their, their lives been changed you yeah. know, by the journey, just being around your people. Yeah, yeah, no, that's exactly right. And mm-hmm. that's the other thing that we do, obviously, because we're not just in a little bubble alone. We interact with the world all the time. Exactly. So we've yeah. got we've got major brokers and banks sure. coming in here all the time. And yeah. as you know, I've just had lunch with a very right. senior person at one of the biggest banks in sure. the world. And, and um, everybody feels a difference here. Yeah, yeah. They can't now, put their finger on it. They can't put their finger on it, but yeah. they feel a difference. And yeah. it gives us a, you know, it was interesting. This guy 
you know, where there was a noise going on in the conference next door, and he said, what's that? And I was able to say, that's a public reading of scripture. He yeah. said, what's that? And I was able to tell him, you know, sure. that we're, we're, there's a whole group of people listening to God's word right in the middle of the office in the middle of the uh, lunchtime. And, wow. you know, and, and people begin to connect the dots between how we are and how we behave and what we believe. Absolutely. And, yeah, it leads us to what I, I always like is that first, uh, first Peter 3.15 moment, right? That mm-hmm. when you're asked to give an answer for the hope that lies within and right. you with gentleness and respect. I mm-hmm. think that's very much, I mean, if I was to pick one, I'm, I'm not much of a you know, life verse guy, or sure, this is it. Sure. But, but I think in terms of what we try to do here, I think that, that first Peter verse is very much who we are. Wow. Well, out of respect for you, I know that it is your work day. You've got a lot going on. Uh, but just maybe wrap up with, you'd share with me yesterday, you guys did eight years of work on a faith and work yeah, yeah. piece yeah. that maybe uh, our guys could look deeper into and, and um, if you just tell us what that is and how to get a hold of that. Yes, exactly. Thank you for, thank you for allowing me to talk about it. So the, uh, the activity is called the Theology of Work uh, mm-hmm. Project. Okay. Uh, we started this about 10 years ago now, 11 years ago. Uh, scholars, theologians, business practitioners, ministers, pastors from all mm-hmm. over the world joined in a process of going through every book of the Bible and asking a simple question, what does this book of the Bible say about work? Wow. It was led by a kind of a very well-known uh, Christian businessman, Tom Phillips. Okay. Some people might remember Tom was the guy who led Chuck Colson to Christ right. in yes. his driveway. Yeah, and, yeah. uh, he used to be the CEO of Raytheon, a wonderful yeah. gentleman. And uh, the, uh, the uh, theological side was led by a guy called Haddon Robinson, who's uh-huh. you know, yeah, one, of one of the great yeah, preachers and yeah. theologians of, of the modern time, both now passed on, but their, their work remains. So we spent eight years going through um, the books of the Bible, working really hard, you know, very interesting conversations. People come from all different socioeconomic, mm. uh, uh, ethnic, uh, geographic backgrounds, people with different political views, different, mm-hmm. different uh, uh, kind of denominational views. Sure. I mean, this was a hopeless task to try and do. Right? I mean, a, but we, you know, we, we covered everything in prayer and the Holy Spirit guided us mm-hmm. in such a wonderful way that we completed this activity. And so uh, if you were to go to theologyofwork.org, mm-hmm. uh, you will come to our website. That's theologyofwork.org. You'll come to our website, and there you will find you, the, the, our entire body of work, plus a whole bunch of more stuff that we put mm-hmm. on too, uh, a bunch of speeches from me, others, etc., mm. uh, talking about work. And and you can either go in and you can look by a particular book. So you know, uh, Jimmy, you're you're preaching on a particular book, right? And what does it say about what work? What does it say about work? So that wow. you don't have to do okay. I'm doing a special. I'm doing a special sermon on work. Yeah, which sure. is always kind of a little edgy. Right. But it's like okay. I'm just preaching through and I'm teaching this book. Right. And there are things in here that I I can raise about. Hey, here's a workplace issue. Or when you're in your work. Wow. So it's 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 integrated with your life. Of right. Work can't be separate. It's, yeah. it's that whole life discipleship. And so work is just easily integrated. So pastors use it for that. But you can also search it by subject. So, for right. example, you know, and, and you, may know be able to, you may know how to answer this, but if, if you're having conflict at work sure. with somebody and you said, well, what does the Bible say about conflict at work? Great. Most people could not 
yeah. pull out. Sure. I mean, if you said what the Bible say about marriage, sure. most of us could go pretty quickly, right. four or five passages, yeah. sure. 50 verses, right. we kind of got it. Yeah, yeah. Whether we do it or not, it's a different issue. Yeah, but exactly. at least we got what God's Word says. But if I said, what does it say about conflict at work? Or what does it say about you know, compensation? Or whatever sure. it might be. You know, where do we look for those kinds of things? And so wow. as we went through and did this study, we tagged all of those mm. kind of strategic subjects. Right. And so that we can then cut horizontally through the Bible too and say, wow. okay, these are the 23 passages on conflict at work. And then you could see that passage and you could then see our little commentary attached to it. And I, I actually raised that because I had an issue a number of years ago when I was struggling with conflict at work and I was really PO'd at this guy. Sure. And I sure. was, you know, and then I read uh, I, some passages that night about conflict at work and the next mm. morning I went in and apologized to the guy. Wow. That's how I started. Wow. And, well, and it, it, it transformed our relationship. Sure. Right? So. I wouldn't have known how, I mean, if you just handed me the Bible, mm. I wouldn't have known how to get that. So theologyofwork.org, lots of good stuff in there, and uh, let us know how we can be helpful. Well, and maybe I'll just end with this. Hey, thank you for living it out. You know, we're all looking for models. We're all looking for authenticity. Right. The information is one thing, but the authenticity behind it is another. And, um, yeah, it's been my joy just being being around you guys. It's the real deal, yeah, and uh, exactly. so I'm looking forward to diving into theology of work myself, and I'm um, excited about all that God's doing. That's and, fantastic. Well, thanks for all you're doing too. And yeah, you have a significant movement all the way around the world. Isn't it fun when we join together? Like oh this? man, I'm God just, is working yes. in so many places. Yes, right? and I just say so this, many ways because my passion is. I said, I get to meet all the good guys. And the God's trying to pull all the good guys together, if you will. And I don't mean good other than God, but right, I right, mean right. people that are wholehearted about the kingdom. God's pulling us together for such a time as this. Okay. And I know this is a huge, 99% of the world is in the workplace on a daily basis. We've got to get this right. Yeah. Thanks for leading out. Uh, thank you. Bless you, brother. Thanks so much, Jim. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Passion and Purpose, a podcast with Jimmy Seibert and the Antioch Movement. For more information, please visit jimmycybert.com and antioch.org. We'll see you next time.